Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Cena Sportscast, Green Bay Packers edition. I'm your host, Sam Daring, um, and I've got super fan Michael Novotny, super Green Bay Packer fan Michael Novotny. Michael, how are you doing today? Doing good, Sam. How about you? Doing well. Thanks for ha- thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time out of your day to come on. Um, so I've been meaning to finish off with the defensive pro- defensive position, and that is the third most important position on the defensive side of the ball for the Green Bay Packers. And that is the cornerback position. So I want to start with free agency. And again, I mentioned this before, is physicals. I think the fact that no players um, in general can even do physicals, I think that's kind of putting free agency to a halt right now at this point. Because if none of this was going on, if we were living in a regular world right now, guys like Jadavian Clowney and Everson Griffin would already be on teams. And... Now there's there's still there there's limited talent available. Personally, if I'm looking at the cornerback position on the Packers, I want somebody with leadership. I want veteran experience, and I think the Packers should do their best to bring back Jermon Williams on a friendly deal. I don't imagine he's 36 years old. He has a ring. Um, I don't like he still produces for his age. I don't imagine him asking for that much money. Yeah, um, I mean, from the production I saw from him last year, really, he played a less productive role of what Charles Woodson did for that championship team. Um, he really flew around on all all sides of the defensive side of the field. Um, he really had that leadership mentality in mind, too, while doing it. He wasn't thinking about him. And I think that's really valuable for um, the Packers to have with all the young guys that they have that need development. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because Aaron Rodgers kind of has a similar role in the in the sense that he's a guy that's accepted his role on the team. And I think Tremont Williams, he knows he's not like he's no he knows he's not like a star player anymore like he was with that Super Bowl team and. Now that next guy to step up is going to be Jair Alexander um, on that secondary side of the ball and perhaps even Darnell Savage. So the Packers, in my eyes with their secondary, last year I looked at them and I was thinking to myself, to me at that point, they don't have a lot of depth, but they have a lot of guys. They have a lot of potential from guys that could like they could make them that the, the secondary is talented enough where they could have a lot of depth if they show out. Yeah, and I mean, with a combination of signing Tremont Williams and maybe grabbing some guys on that third day of the draft, um, really they should be set on that secondary. I didn't see as it wasn't as big of an issue as it had been in years past, and that was kind of pleasant to see in a way that they had really addressed that and taken that to heart to actually go and attack that full on. Yeah, I agree. And next season, I would imagine next next off season is going to be very similar to that to this one. Um, maybe not as many um, small contracts because we do have guys like we have Aaron Jones up, um, Jamal Williams, 
Corey Lindsley, David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark. I believe Kevin King is also up. And Kevin King is a guy to me, if, if he stays healthy, um, I think he's worth looking at for an extension because he played his full, his I believe it was his first year fully healthy. And he was actually, a, he surprised a lot of people. He played very well and healthy um, for the entire season. And he was arguably one of our best playmakers on that secondary. Yeah, it was kind of impressive to see him really step up into that role. Um, after years of him just being hurt, he was I think he was supposed to be that guy when they got him in the second round, but he never really stepped up into it into that role with um injuries and stuff. Um after that move to trade down into the second round. Um Still wish we could have gotten TJ Watt out of that, but I'm still glad that we do have him. He, If he has a productive year, that would be very um, worth looking into to extend his contract. Yeah, and then the last guy on that side that I'm going to talk about is Josh Jackson. A lot of people are starting to lose faith in him, looking at trading him. To me, I think he has very small value to the point where I just don't see it worth even looking at him or putting him on the market. I think he, he's very much on a prove-it year. He, he needs to prove it. Um, he's, as far as raw talent, um, for our corners, I think Josh Jackson is arguably um, the most raw cornerback player, cornerback that we have um, on our team. Yeah, he's really been underutilized in how um... – they're able to use him just because he his build doesn't necessarily fit the system that Petten is trying to use in Green Bay. And that's okay, but I feel if he was in the right system, um, if he's used correctly, I agree with you. He has the most raw potential, raw talent on this team. And if they use him correctly, maybe in more of a nickel-dime uh, safety role, um, that this season more, he could be a key player on this team. Yeah, and I think the secondary, um, I the I I think the secondary has improved um, quite a bit in the past few years. Um, another Jerry Gray, um, Vikings secondary coach, that to me was a great signing. You got he worked with arguably one of the top safeties in the league in Harrison Smith. He worked with guys like Trey Waynes, Xavier Rhodes, who obviously hasn't been like productive in the past two years. But he's worked with guys like those, like those, like those players. And now Mike Hughes is expected to step up. Hopefully, guys are. I'm, I'm assuming that secondary is expecting him to have somewhat of a breakout year. But now he's coming in with a mostly young core of a secondary in Jair Alexander who is expected to take on quite a leadership role. Um, if we do indeed um, end up letting Jermon Williams walk, you have Jair, you have Kevin King, you have Josh Jackson, and you also have other um, depth guys like Raven Green and Will Redmond. Um, guys, like, and I to me, I think that's an I think that's a great signing. And like, out of all like the three frontline corners. And uh, linebackers, um, our secondary position 
has improved quite a bit in the past few years, but I think um, after this Gray signing, our hire um, from the Vikings secondary coach, or the Vikings secondary coach, excuse me, I think that our secondary can potentially be on the rise with our very young talent. Yeah, um, you hit it right on the nose. Uh, They have talent that's obvious. Everyone can see it. The league saw it this year as kind of a coming out party for a new Green Bay Packers defense. And that the great defenses, when you think of them, um, a lot of them have that swagger. And if they have that swagger, I think that's something that this coach could bring along with because you look at Harrison Smith, that dude had an attitude, like a good one in a good way. Like he never really played dirty, but he just had that attitude of he was going to do whatever it took um, to shut you down, and he knew it. So bringing that kind of shutdown mentality to the Packers is really, I think, their last step in what the development process they need to take. The team, they're young, they they know they have talent, but I think just that matter of um, shut that shutdown mentality, like game over, um, they, another team has a drive coming down the field, game-winning situation, um, they need that shutdown mentality, the game's over, they've got it under control, um, that LaFleur would be able to um, send out his punt team with confidence that his defense could go get that ball back. That's something they really lacked against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game and even in the regular season when they played them. They lacked that sense of shutdown confidence. And I think if they get that, what this coach would bring um, potentially um, would be a big step in their defense. Yeah, and um, the Vikings, I believe, were in the I think they were in the top ten for uh, their secondary rankings and coverage defenses um, for the NFL. And I think the fact that that Gray has worked with guys like Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith, I think that's going to help a lot. And like you, I think you hit it right on right on the nail there. Is he's going to bring in that mentality that the Packers really need on that secondary side of the ball. Um, So as we end um, our corners, I'd like to talk about three top draft prospects. And the first one is interesting, Mike, I'll let you start off with this one because I think this guy out of our three that we're going to be analyzing briefly, I think this guy's going to be taken first. Uh, So I'll let you start with this one. Um, Which one was that? It was Bryce Hall. So, guy guy played in the ACC for four years. Um, he a bit of a down year, but again, he only played six games because he missed the he missed the majority of the season or the second half of the season uh, due to an ankle injury. And so he did finish with twenty tackles. His career year came in twenty eighteen um, with thirty nine solo tackles. Um, three and a half tackles for loss and two sacks. And I think we, we were talking about this before we went on air and we have leadership. We have speed. Bryce Hall just, he possesses that. And one thing I really liked about Bryce Hall is his explosiveness. We, we need a guy. We need a guy that like a big, a big guy. He's six, one, um, 200 pounds. So to me, I just think we need a little bit more height on that deep, on that secondary, and I think Bryce Hall would be a nice pick if we were to go that early. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you mentioned he gotten hurt, and we've been talking um, this season, this draft. It's pretty deep in a lot of cat in a lot of different areas. So you see a lot of guys falling on draft boards just for kind of unexplained reasons or injuries, and with not being able to necessarily work out guys as much either. Um, he could be someone that would fall to the Packers and might be worth looking into if he does reach that 30th pick or maybe trading up a few picks just to get a look at him. That would be um, kind of a big heavy hitter also that the Packers are kind of lacking. They are small at in the secondary, um, so that would be awesome, kind of having that uh, sort of Richard Sherman type big hitter um, on the field. Yeah, and to me, Bryce Hope would be a nice pick. Uh, but to me, like I think we're all we're both making very nice points here. But to me, I I see Bryce Hall as a I would say mid to late second round pick. Um, I think he's one of the top corners in this draft. Uh, obviously behind Jeff Okuda, Christian Fulton, C.J. Henderson. But like you said, th- this cornerback class is the more you look into it, and this, this is the same way I felt with the tight end class too. The more you look into it, the the more like the more impressive it actually is. And I, I think the cornerback position is somewhat deep. And I think I see Bryce, to me, these next two guys – I think would be really nice as well. I think if we were to take a corner, um, it would be somewhere in the, I would say around the fourth or the fifth round. Um, so the next guy is Troy Pride Jr. Uh, out of Notre Dame. This guy, and like a lot of people give Notre Dame a lot of garbage because they don't play it like they don't play in the conference. But Troy Pride, has, he's 5'11", 194 pounds. So a little bit on the leaner side. But he's a guy that does possess speed, um, and he has one up against elite talent. And if I were to pick one, um, if I were to pick one um, knock on him, a minor red flag, it would be um, I wouldn't say call it a red flag, but a minor weakness is he's not a guy that's overly aggressive. Um, so I think we were talking about Jeff Gladney. Um, over versus Bryce Hall. To me, I like a guy like Bryce. I I like Jeff Gladney a lot. But for what we need, if I had to pick of those two guys, I would pick Bryce Hall because I I like we need we need size. And Jeff Gladney is a little bit on the leaner side. This that's exactly what Troy Pride is. But Troy Pride is someone that can make people overlook that for his athletic ability and his speed. <clears throat> Yeah, and I see, I've seen a lot of the Packers still handling that draft and develop style um, that Ted Thompson had developed over his time with the Packers. Um, while we still are, while we are now going after more free agent targets, I think this would be a good um, mid round pick to maybe kind of <clears throat> hold off on a little bit, um, give limited time but still work really hard on in practice. And eventually maybe he could develop into something bigger. Like you said, he does have those, uh, he does have that um, underrated ability in him. And those are some guys that have thrived in green Bay. 
Yeah, I wouldn't call him a guy that's necessarily like overly aggressive. Um, but yeah, his athletic ability can make can certainly make a few scouts overlook that case. So the last guy, um, I think this guy, I think this guy's a really realistic pick. I would see him somewhere in the fifth round, and I think he would be a great guy to line up um, to be coached by Gray to by, be coached by Gray. And this is a guy again, athletic ability. He's gone up against Elite Town, a Big Ten, arguably the second um, toughest conference in college football. One uh, minor knock that I think would be, um, I think it's fairly coachable, is when he goes back in coverage, he's a guy that does have trouble kind of like, I don't want to say like rolling his hips up, but he's a guy that can d- does at times have trouble backpedaling back. He does need to have more experience with that. But again, he's a guy that possesses speed, and he's six. He's six foot. He's 195 pounds. So I think he's a guy that is in near that mold of a corner that we need. Yeah, um, I mean, like you said, the whole development thing kind of reminds me of another guy by the same name. Um, he also had those concerns coming out of college. Um, at the quarterback level of those key um, core abilities of the corner of the position. But um, I really think that's something that is teachable. And with those skills that he possesses, I really like what I see from him on film. Um, He's a playmaker. He locates the ball still pretty well. Um, And that would be a great depth position um backing up like Jair Alexander and maybe taking over that second cornerback position someday yeah I think another thing to point out kind of an underrated trade about him is he's a guy that has experience kind of like playing on multiple sides of the field at cornerback he can play inside he can play outside so I think that's a very underrated trade about him and I think teams like the Packers are going to love that true um we really kind of lacked that slot cornerback position this year too so that would be um a great need to shore up before it becomes something that teams start to pick on yeah definitely and so that will end our defensive prospects but before we go i want to start with a hot take and we'll kind of tag along each other's here so michael what mike what was your hot take kind of or statement that you'd like to make before we wrap things up? So there's been a lot of speculation on what position the Packers um, would take that first-round pick with. And what I've seen from Gutenkust analyzing his um, draft day mentality is he kind of keeps that Thompson idea of really going with who's the best available at um, the time they pick whether that is a linebacker, um, if someone were to fall, uh, they would snag him up. They don't hold saying, hold themselves um, to needing that wide receiver position or going with the safe offensive tackle um, pick. I really think they are going to take who's the best available because um, seeing the conversations, the only real set picks right now um, that teams are set on are um, 
Joe Burrow and Chase Young at the top, and even that could change at this point. So really, I think the Packers are going to take who's best available and maybe shock some people. Yeah, that's interesting because I I think at 30, I think we're in a good position to trade down, depending on who's on the board. I wouldn't call it a lock that we are picking at 30. I can see us trading up, trading down. Um, and I wouldn't even call it a lock of what position we're going for. I've seen quarterback. I've seen linebacker. I've seen D-line. I've even seen corner. Um, so I, I at this point, I wouldn't call – there's a lot of positions that are still, like it's still up in the air at what exactly good is going to take. And it, it's like, you never see it coming. Like nobody saw Darnell Savage coming. A lot of people thought it was a reach. And obviously he's a guy that's he, Darnell Savage after his rookie year. He showed a lot of promise and he's starting to prove guys. He's starting to prove people wrong. So hopefully that, excuse me. So hopefully that continues for him. And so mine is, I don't know if it's a hot take, but personally, I think if the Packers do draft the quarterback, um, it should be anywhere. Um, I don't think they should wait longer than round three, because um, I think there's quite a bit of talent out there. I think there's talent after the fourth or after at, or at day three and beyond. Um, but I was going through this with a few of my friends a while ago. It's like, when is the last quarterback from like a small school? that has like actually like been like successful or lasted. So like that that's tough for me. And like there's guys in in day three that I really like. Bryce Perkins out of Virginia. And it's interesting because we in, we, we had a virtual interview with Jalen Hurts. And um Rogers is a mobile quarterback, but he's not the most mobile compared to other guys um that like obviously other guys like Dak Prescott and uh, Lamar Jackson. Rodgers can be mobile, but obviously he makes people nervous because we've seen him before. We've seen him go down with injuries. So it'll be interesting if LaFleur does try to groom a new era of Green Bay quarterbacks where they win with their feet. So that's like that's what Jalen Hurts does. It's a guy that's exactly what Bryce Perkins does. That's what Khalil Tate does. So to me, if we don't draft a quarterback after the third round, I just don't see that happening. I, I just don't think we will. I'm not going to complain if we do, um, but I just don't. I just don't think it's worth it. Um, I think to me, if we can afford it, I don't think we're not going to be able to. I want to trade for Josh Rosen. <laughs> I'm on the Josh Rosen train, but we don't have the money for him. We have to trade for him. As soon as we trade for him, we're going to instantly have to sign him to an extension. We just don't have the money for that. Next season is going to be a very busy off season for us. Um, obviously busier than um, this past, this off season right now. Um, so to me, I think quarterback is a need. It very well should be addressed within the next year or, year or two. But I think we should choose wisely. And I think if we were to draft a quarterback at 30, and it is Jordan Love, and he's the best player available, and I'm not a fan of drafting a quarterback at 30, uh, but if it's Jordan Love, if it's the best player available, Jordan Love to me is the perfect guy to groom behind Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love, I think, is the perfect quarterback to groom behind a future Hall of Famer, whether it be Aaron Rodgers, uh, whether it be Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Um, so... 
I think Jordan Love is the perfect, one of the only quarterbacks that I would personally like um, behind Aaron Rodgers. And it's it'll be interesting if they are willing to um, take a gamble on that early, um, whether it be pick 30 or whether they, whether they trade up, because there is a strong possibility that Jordan Love will not be there at 30. Sorry, did you have anything else to add, Mike? Um, no, I, I agree. Uh, Jordan Love would be, is probably the next, considered the next talent of the NFL, um, to be groomed. Um, so yeah, that would be very surprising if he did fall to number 30. Um, but if it, if he were to fall, I wouldn't be upset with the Packers taking a chance on him. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset either because that's obviously, it's obviously a position of need. Um, so it'll be interesting to see because we've had virtual interviews with Jordan Love. We've already met with Jalen Hurts, which is quite honestly, that's kind of surprising to me, but it'll be interesting. So I can't wait for the draft. Uh, this concludes the episode and this concludes the um, kind of the offseason recap of offense and defense for the Green Bay Packers. So next week, Christian and I will be making a consensus mock draft um, for the Packers going over each pick um, up until Thursday, which starts the draft. So with that being said, give us a follow on our Facebook, which is CNS Sports Podcast. Our Twitter is CS Sports Feed. Tune our Instagram is CS Sports Feed. So thank you for joining us. Mike, you, Mike, thank you for taking the time out of your day to join us. Thank you, Sam. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you and stay safe.